Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Hey, I want to say real quickly before we jump in, what a great night of worship we had last Sunday evening. Night of worship was awesome. I'm just telling you, that was some good stuff. If you were not here, uh, please make sure you're here next time. You don't want to miss that. That's beautiful. Uh, wonderful time for the church. Great time of worship. Uh, Paxton, the worship team, just did a wonderful, wonderful job and uh, just a great time in the presence of the Lord. So it's here, Christmas, ready or not, amen. Ready or not, Christmas is here. Now, if you were in Hobby Lobby right after July 4th, it was already here. But that's not the point, okay? I mean, they took down July 4th, and all of a sudden, Christmas went up. I was like, I am not ready for Christmas tunes, and it's 102 outside. But uh, it's Christmas, and what a wonderful, beautiful, incredible time this is. But I'm telling you, it is an absolute 100-yard dash to December 25th. It's fast and furious. It is a sprint, my friend, and it will go fast. Um, all the decorations inside, if you're like us, uh, as soon as we swallowed turkey and wiped the gravy from our lips, we started Christmas. I mean, it was just that quick. That quick. And so we are in a sea of needles. I have vacuumed more in the last two days than I had vacuumed probably in my 52 years. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, I vacuumed a lot in 52 years, but I vacuumed a whole lot. I vacuumed, put it up, and got out and vacuumed the same spot again 15 minutes later. I was like, I thought we were done. We're not done yet. I'm like, not done yet. So you got all the decorations. You got outside decorations. And if you have not made hay the last three days outside, pity you. 75 and no wind three days in a row is unheard of. I didn't know where I was. I had to remind myself I was in a panhand. I walked out all the time in the evening going, this is weird, weird. It's very weird. So hopefully you got those things up. Uh, gifts, gifts are everywhere. So here's the deal with gifts. Guys, you don't know this, but you have to come up with the ideal first about what you're going to buy family, okay? That's a process. It's hard. Then you got to wrap it. We have a designated wrapper in our family. Her name is Natalie. We do hire her out, by the way. She does a wonderful job. She's pretty cheap right now, so just negotiate that price with us. And, and, and listen to me, then you've got you've to have the wrapping paper that matches the particular tree, room, everything. I'm like, can we just leave the bag under the tree? I mean, it's a cool bag, you know? So not working. Christmas cards, if you do the family Christmas card all year long, you're thinking, that could be the picture for our Christmas card. That could be the picture. All right, you have to do that. You got to get it all down. Guys are like, I don't know that we do that. You 
You do it, okay? Um, the schedule, the food, the Christmas stuff, you got the stuff with the children, their parties, the pageants, the plays, all the stuff at school, all that stuff. You got the work stuff. You got, don't, you know, don't forget the boss. You know, you got to stay in good with him, get him a gift, all that other stuff. I mean, you got all that work stuff. You got the staff party. You got the work party, all this other stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the next month. And it will be an absolute sprint to the finish line. I want to do. To, I want to look at today. Next week we're going to kind of look more at Bethlehem. But today I simply want to look at Christmas as we begin the the dash. I mean, we're we're full blown one month sprint to December twenty fifth. It is the most precious, beautiful, wonderful time of the year. But I just wish it wouldn't go so fast. I wish it wouldn't go so fast. I want you to go to your Bible. Um, go to Luke chapter 2. We're going to jump to a couple of scriptures today, but I want to begin there. Luke 2. I just want to look at verse 7 right now. Luke 2, 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. Have you really, have you looked at the nativity? Have you ever really just looked at the nativity? I don't mean just looking at it, I mean really look at it. Have you really looked at it? What do you see when you see the nativity? You say, well, I answer that, but I bet you're going to answer it for me. I am going to answer that for you. What you see when you see the nativity is you see a worship service. That's what you really see. You see, I went a long time before I ever saw that. You see a lot of things in the nativity, but do you really see what it really is? And it's a worship service. You look at it, there are angels hovering over it. Listen, we don't ever meet in worship that we don't want angels hovering over. If you meet for worship and you don't have the presence of the Lord, why meet? If you meet in the Holy Spirit and just hovering and moving, why meet? The picture of the nativity and the angel hovering over it is one of the most important figures on that nativity scene. For many of us, we have the old nativity scene. For me, growing up, I had the same one. I had the same nativity scene. We still have it today. Uh, man, that thing's that thing's old, <laughs> uh, but we still have it. It has a little nail at the top, and this poor little angel with these wings just stuck. Got a big nail hole right in his back, and you just stick the angel on the nail. And every year, I'm like, that ain't that ain't right. <laughs> That's just not right. Ram, he shoved the angel on the nail so they can hover over the nativity. Now, listen, that's an interesting way to look at it, but you got to get him up there. Amen? I mean, got to get him up there, all right? And so the angel hovering over that nativity is so very important. So very important. Look who's there. You got common, smelly, Shepherds. You got sophisticated wise men. 
But here's the interesting thing. Each one of them, each one of them bowed down. And none of them standing, they're all bowing. They're all going to bow down. You see, worship flows from everyone present to the child. Every one of them. Every one of them, it bows to that child. Worship absolutely flows to the child. You see, so many times we come to church and we come to worship and we think we're singing for ourselves. Are we singing for the worship pastor? Or in this case, the worship dude. Right? <laughs> That's his name, right? That's not why you worship. You never worship for man. You worship for the king. And only the king. It is difficult to imagine any greater contrast of what we see at the nativity. You would almost think that it was set up by God to look the way it did. Let me, let me, let me go a little deeper with that nativity and what you see. I believe, this is just Jeff, I believe that is the first picture of what the New Testament church should look like. Common, smelly shepherds, sophisticated wise men, and the presence of God hovering over. I don't care what you make, what you do, and what your title is, but when we come into the house of the Lord and we gather in his name, all titles and checkbooks out the window. And it's about one thing and one thing only, and that's being in the presence of the king. Man, you get into worship, I promise you, in the middle of worship, you'll forget your title. You'll forget your bills, and you'll forget your checkbook. But you'll never forget the presence that gathered you. I'm going to tell you something. That night, that was the last thing on their mind, where they came from. What was on their mind that night was why they came. We can't forget that. I believe it's the first picture of church. I believe God drew it up to be a picture of what the church looks like. I think the church today needs to be a little picture of future heaven. When you get there, they can come from all shapes, walks of life, backgrounds, economic, social, color, creed. It doesn't matter, man. You can come in here and worship in, a, in, in your language if you want to. It doesn't matter to me. Just come and worship. Just gather. I'll never forget in a church that I served at, two young men came, sat in the back row. They had their caps on. They were also dolled up with tattoos and earrings. And I had a gentleman in that church take them two boys out before worship ever began because he said, you don't come in looking like that. Well, chances are pretty good they've never come back in before again. I don't care how you come in, but you'll never change until you come in. You've got to come in first. And you've, I mean, if you're not doing anything irreverent, 
You're welcome. Irreverence what I'm going to call down, not your appearance and not your smell. Listen, if there's ever going to be change, it can't come because of the building they're in, but because of the presence they're in. That's where it comes down to. And these guys came. I'm going to tell you right now, the shepherd stunk. You can't help but stink. That you can't help but. When I come inside from being outside, Melissa will say, you smell like the yard. I smell like outside. I smell like a yard. I've been in the yard. I supposed to smell like a yard. If I come in from mowing and I smell like a rose, I got problems. You can't I'll say, it's, it's always it's hot at youth camp. That's not news. If it snows at youth camp, then that's news. All right? So listen to me. Shepherds stink. Sometimes people are going to come to church and not smell right. But that's okay. That's okay. Put a clothespin on your nose and sit there and worship with them. All right? It's a picture of church. The nativity, first and foremost, is about worship. They were not there simply admiring because you remember the shepherd said, let's go see this thing that has happened. Don't get caught up in the fact that they wanted to go see it. It caught up in the fact that when they did get there, they bowed down. They were not there simply to give. Give gets a lot of attention this month. But it's not about giving. They wasn't there just to give. We said the, the Magi came and they, they, they presented their gifts. Oh, let me stop you for a second. Before they ever presented their gifts, they bowed their knee. Don't miss that. Without worship, your gift is meaningless. See, a lot of people want to write a tie check and check a box. He'd rather you worship and keep the money until your heart's right, then give the money. Don't cut a check and think you signed off on him, paid him off for the month. No, no, no. He doesn't need paid off. He has it all. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your money. He'd rather you bow your heart than write your check. He needs your check to advance the kingdom, but he needs your heart to impact the kingdom. They bowed first. They were simply there to bow down and to worship. Christmas season, we're in it, right slap in it. First and foremost is about worship. Don't miss that. The Christmas season is about worship. We're not here to simply admire. Oh, there's a lot to admire. Friday night, we were at Town Square with that other half Amarillo, all right? That was crazy parking. That was crazy, okay? They, they wrapped every tree in the house, okay? Not just every tree. Every limb of every tree has a light, it's gorgeous. It's a lot to admire. It's a lot to admire. Don't get caught up this Christmas season in admiring Christmas and lose the worship of Christmas. The world will trick you. They will dangle bells and they will put lights up to distract you from the real nativity. Don't lose that. We're not simply here to give. Listen to me. Give gets a lot of attention. This Christmas season, 
Do not get lost in the giving. Some of you say, I don't get lost in giving. I get lost in getting. <laughs> all right? Don't worry about your list. Don't worry about all of that. Okay? Don't miss the worship. This Christmas season, we are here simply to bow down and to worship. Don't miss that. This Christmas season, you will take pictures, and you will take a ton of pictures. Pictures, 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 okay? Guys love pictures, all right? They can't get enough of them, all right? You will take a ton, ton of family pictures, all right? I want to ask the question that I began with. Have you really ever looked at the nativity? And I mean, look at the nativity. What do you see when you see it? The one I see now, you see everybody. You see everybody. You see the background. You see the stars. You see everybody that came. I want you to crop it. You crop it down, and you condense it. All that comes, that, you take that away. Crop it again, and you get to Mary and Joseph. You crop it again, and you get to the only one that matters, and that's the Savior. Old man said one time, I commented on a family picture in his office. He, it was him and his wife and just tons of grandkids. And I just simply said, where are their parents? He said, oh, they were in the picture. We just cropped them out. They're not important. It's the grandkids that we care about. Uh, that didn't vote well for me in my future life there because I can't go back to being that kid again, so I'm going to get cropped out pretty soon. All right? But listen to me. That's what we've got to do. I want you to see it like you've never seen it, but I need you to crop it out until it comes focus on the Savior. In the center of the nativity, you will find a Savior. I want you to look at Luke 2.11. Luke 2.11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I want you to look at that scripture again. For there is born to you. Put your name there. For there is born to Jeff. This day, in the city of David, a Savior for Jeff, who is Christ the Lord of his life. Listen to me. He's not a baby. It wasn't a babe born that day, that night. That was the Savior born. Listen to me. That birth was not a baby, but a Savior. Who is the Savior for? For each of us. Each of us. If the nativity were your own life, who or what 
would be in the center. If the nativity was your life, think about your life, all that you do, everybody in your life, everything that you're about, all the stuff you're involved in, if your life was nativity and they cropped it, what would be your center? But listen to me. Out of the center, out of the hub, grows everything else. If the center is misplaced, you're going to struggle. If you could transport yourself back in time to that stable, where would you find yourself? Would you be standing somewhere off to the side observing or bow down at the manger? For many of us, we're in the background. I promise you this, this Christmas season, it will be fast. It will be fast. And it will be busy. And you will get caught up in all of that if you don't make sure the hub and the center is Christ. I promise you, you can't make time for worship this Christmas because you do not have the capacity and the ability to make time. He, God, made time. And he's not making any more of it. And so what you're going to have to do and I'm going to have to do is I will have to resolve, know before I go, mind made up, that I am going to take time this Christmas season to not come and admire, not get caught up in giving, but do what Christmas is, and that's worship. You will not make time. If you're sitting here this morning, you say, I'm going to make time this Christmas season to worship, it will be absolutely impossible for you to get that done. You can't make time. You must carve out and discipline yourself that you will make time to come to that nativity. And you're not going to be on the back outside looking in. You're going to crop that thing down until there's Christ. And you're going to be right there, bowed down. And you're not trying to give him anything but your worship. When you get there, will you find yourself on your knees, joining the angelic choir, saying glory to God in the highest? I want to end with this scripture and we're out of here. Luke 2, 12 through 14. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby a savior, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. This Christmas season, please give yourself the greatest gift you can possibly get. And that is for you to remember and give worship. Friends, that's, all it is. that's what it's about. It is not about admiring it. It's not about giving. 
It's about bowing down in worship. Trust me this. The Magi, we call them the wise men. They walked and traveled two years. You don't go two years to admire something. You take a picture and someone mails it to you. All right? You travel two years to worship the king, the savior of the world. This Christmas season, there'll be a lot to admire. There'll be plenty of opportunities to give. And Lord help us, we know there'll be plenty of opportunities to eat. But my friends, you have got to make sure that you take time, make time, carve out time, discipline yourself to have time to worship, worship, worship at the nativity. If you crop your life out, take it all the way down, and in the center of it, let it be Jesus, Savior of the world. Let's pray together. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland. 